Barb Sodiropoulos and I had a chance to sit down with Derwent representatives and experts to discuss some of their brand new pencil products and some not so new products, but new information regarding those products. I learned a lot through this discussion, so I think you're in for a real treat. Derwent has decided to sponsor this particular episode of the Color Pencil Podcast. So we thank them for their support. I love their tagline, Derwent Drawn to Perfection. And I think that embodies the whole idea behind this company. If you're brand new to Derwent products, then that probably means that you're brand new to colored pencil in general. I want you to sit back, relax, and listen to some great information and probably some new information. You'll want to bookmark this particular episode or this page and refer back to it. The information today is probably going to be in contrast to opinion-based pieces or videos you may have been exposed to, because today we're talking to the company itself and the people that actually know the reasons behind why decisions were made. Derwent has a long and rich history in pencil making dating back to 1832. They've always been at the cutting edge in the development of new products. They innovate on existing products, always with the goal of helping the pencil artist. They listen intently to their consumer base. That's artists like you and me, and they iterate based on that particular feedback. So be sure and head over to the show notes and get the copy of that chart that we mentioned during the show. And again, we thank Derwent for their support of the Colored Pencil Podcast. Derwent, drawn to perfection. Enjoy. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. This is the Sharpened Artist Colored Pencil Podcast. I appreciate you listening week to week. Now we're doing something just a little bit different today. Never done this before. We're having what I'm calling a Derwent Roundtable Discussion. So I've got several uh, on the line here, and we're going to talk about Derwent products. And we're going to go around the room, and we're just going to introduce ourselves. So I think I just went. I, I'm John, and uh, I'm, the, I'm the sharpened artist uh, brand person. <laughs> I'm a color pencil uh, artist and teacher. I teach online, and uh, I love everything colored pencil. So who wants to go next? I'll go. I'm Molly Gray. I lead marketing here in the U.S. for Derwent. Um, Derwent is obviously owned by Acro Brands, which is a U.S.-based company. A lot of people don't know that. Um, but then Derwent is actually headquartered in Great Britain. So today we have two of my favorite colleagues, Judith and Barbara, with us today. And they bring all of the technical expertise to Derwent. Awesome. All right. Thanks for being here, Molly. So, uh, Judith, let's have you go next. I'm Judith Selchuk, and I've been Derwent's brand ambassador for six years now. So, I am an independent artist, but I am Derwent's brand ambassador. But I live, breathe, and eat and sleep all things Derwent. I mean, I think I'm just a tad obsessed with them. <laughs> Probably why I became their brand ambassador. I don't think there's anything I haven't or don't know about Derwent, which is quite a confession, really. We'll have to follow up on that eat thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barbara, how about uh, Barbara Murray? Yeah, hi, I'm Barbara, and I've worked for Derwent for 35 years. Um, and again, I'm kind of obsessed about pencils, really. So not only do I um, work in the new product development, so we make all the new pencils. I look after the quality of Derwent pencils. Um, but I'm also an artist in my spare time as well. So it's kind of uh, pencils are my life. <laughs> awesome. All right. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you guys here. And I, I don't know if Barb Sodiropoulos even needs an introduction. She's been on the show so many times. But Barb, why don't you go ahead and take a stab at it here. Tell us who you are. Oh, can't hear you. Can you guys hear her? There we go. Sorry. Oh. I was on mute. <laughs> I was trying to be... She's I was new. trying to be, yeah, no, this is my first, my first time, guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, nope. Hello, Barb. Obviously, yes. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know me. Uh, I'm a full-time graphic designer and also an artist. Um, 
Yeah, frequent co-host of the Sharpen Artist Colored Pencil podcast and also just a big fan of Derwent as well and um, hoping to learn more today in this discussion, but also hoping to add sort of my insights and my experience with the product as well. Awesome. Of course, it's always good to have Barb join us on the show. I love it. Okay. There's two of I us am now. S- yeah, there's two. <laughs> so I'll have to say Barbara and Barb. Uh, I love Derwent products as well. I mean, I, I have to confess, when Derwent comes out with a new product, it's like, whoa, when can I get my hands on that? So to start off here, we're going to talk about some pencils for a moment. And so I got to try these pencils out, uh, the brand new Chromaflow pencils. Uh, when was that? Around summer 2020, I think. And uh, thanks to Molly sending me those uh, pencils. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about these brand new pencils. Yeah. But so, um, John, yeah, thank you. I, I was so happy that you agreed to test them for us. And I think that's that's one thing I really want to note about how we developed this line is, um, you know, it's been in development for almost two years. And, you know, we had artists like yourself test out the formulation before we went to market with it. And we did make a few changes and tweaks um, based on feedback for both the formulation and the color. And so we were pretty ecstatic with the final product that Barbara and her team came out with. So as of now, it is available in a 12 and 24 set. I know we are getting questions daily about when we're going to come out with additional um, sets. And yeah. I can tell you, we're listening to your feedback and making that determination. So we're not ready to make a public statement about it yet, but it's definitely something that we're considering. All right. So Judith and Barbara, maybe you guys can talk about uh, the performance of the pencil, the makeup of the pencil, any other properties that you think are worth talking about. Well, I guess, I mean, I'm better to talk about the makeup and Judith's probably about the performance because that makes, okay. that makes awesome. sense to me. Um, <laughs> Because um, we, it's it's a wax based pencil. It's a blend of waxes, um, and it's quite it's a very soft pencil. So we've deliberately made it soft, but also um, tried to um, formulate it so that the point is firm and sharpens well. So it's kind of a, a soft with a firm point pencil. We uh, that's, that was the aim of the uh, of the development process. Um, and I think we've kind of okay. we've achieved that. What do you reckon, Judith, when you've tr- when you've used them? I do. It's a it's an unusual one for me because I'm not only an artist, but I teach, and I teach in excess of a hundred color pencil students a week. Mm-hmm. So when I'm carrying all my kit round, I'm carrying every single pencil you can imagine, and it's very hard to match pencils to the, the artists. So when Chromaflow came out. I was actually really quite excited because it kind of suits every artist because it suits my entry level. They've got something that they can easily work with. Yeah, They're soft, they're smooth, they blend. They're also very light to hold. I don't know if you noticed, but they're exceptionally light to hold. Oh, right, so some right. of my artists are really old. Some are really young. So they're easily able to grip them which makes a huge difference because if you're working at something for hours and hours at a time, you get very, very tired. That makes a huge difference. And I've got other artists who have been at this years and years. They also suited those as well. I haven't yet found an artist or a level that couldn't use them, who can find a purpose for them. They were all able to fit them into their style. So they were all being able to blend them they were color rich they're smooth to lay down they've just ticked every box and i thought actually this is quite an exciting moment for me because i no longer will probably have to cart round boxes and boxes and boxes of pencils to teach all my students every week they've just ticked the boxes it's like a it's almost like a toolkit very cool okay what I'm hearing then is we've got sort of a, a new product line category space, whatever you want to call it right here uh, as an entry level for the professional that they're still learning. They're still wanting to uh, level up in their skill. And this is a good starter pencil for them, right? Yes. Um, okay. And then Molly, you had mentioned something that I thought was um, very interesting. 
before we started recording, I believe, um, that we've got sort of a succession of pencils then, if you want to think about it like that, where we've got Chromaflow as a good starter pencil, mm -hmm. and then we can move to Pro Color and Color Soft and then Derwent Lightfast. Uh, do you want to speak any more to that? I mean, the consistency of, you know, pr of Chromaflow is, you know, very waxy as opposed to, I would say, color soft. There's a big difference in the consistency. There is. Of and these I think pencils. when we were looking at the market, we were looking at the price point and evaluating what we had to offer in all of colored pencils. We, we felt like there was a hole in our, in our lineup. And we wanted to provide not only a more approachable price point to really introduce artists and really crafters and really anyone getting into a colored pencil. We wanted to make an approachable price point um, into the Derwent professional line. So that's the reason we created Chromaflow. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it it is a, a good price point. Um, a reasonably priced pencil. And uh, Molly, you want to talk about that a moment? I, I know you came out with the product in India and uh, the US and then uh, quite conspicuously, it was not in the UK right at first, Correct. right? <laughs> and that is okay. um, done purposefully, which may seem a little bit okay. odd for us as being a um, UK-based brand. But this product was really developed for the U.S. market um, and specifically for the U.S. Mm. market. So it was never intended to be a global product. However, um, oh. you know, our global marketing team is always looking at that. But, you know, we felt like the need was really here in the U.S. And so that's why it was developed um, specifically for this market. Okay, Barbara, how about let's talk about light fastness for okay. just a moment. Yeah. Okay, so light fastness um, is very important, obviously, to professional artists who want to to want to right. hang their um, work on a wall or display them in a gallery. Um, it's less important for um, people who publish books, who print, uh, who don't expose their work to light. Mm -hmm. um, so we have pencils at various um, levels of light fastness. Really, you know, some are, some are suitable, like Pro Color, suitable for print artists. Um, because they print and reproduce really, really well. Um, and then we go right up to Lightfast, which um, are one of the only ranges of 100% Lightfast pencils in the world, really. Um, mm -hmm. And that's because we use top quality pigments, expensive pigments. We, um, we use a lot of those pigments in those pencils to saturate the colour. Um, it's quite difficult to make a hundred percent range of light fast pencils because some of the colors are some of the colors are prone to fading so it's it was a struggle but you know we've we were very proud that we actually got to make a hundred light fast pencils um and i love yeah. those pencils <laughs> i love them I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from talking about light fast <laughs> okay, pencils okay. all day long here. <laughs> we'll save that um, for last. I love them. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of our pencils use high quality pigments. Um, so, okay. but um, light fast uses very expensive high quality pigments and stuff. So right. That's, that's the difference. Right. But um, so we we use professional pigments in all of our uh, pencils. So Chromaflow again okay. has uh, professional quality pigments in there. Okay, so no exception here with Chromaflow. We're still using some of the same pigments that are across all the pencil lines, uh, like uh, even um, you know the Derwent drawing pencil, which is kind of a you know a pencil we don't hear about a whole lot, but I love mm -hmm, those, and, and they're all light fast. I mean, they're just wonderful yeah. pencils. Uh, so, but there there's not been uh, any light fast testing on the Chromaflow pencils. Um, is that right, or am I so, wrong? About well, that? We, yeah, we've done basic testing, Molly. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah. So we we have tested the line, John. Okay. Um, it's we're not willing to publish the ratings because it is only a set of twenty four, and it's comparable to other price points within this line as far as how the light fast ratings okay. are. Yeah, I mean, if someone is most concerned about light fast and they're creating their work for yeah. sale, then we would by all means recommend that they go to our light fast line. But the light fast right, ratings right. are definitely comparable to other pencils in that line. Okay. And I mean, there's only 24 pencils in that set. Mm -hmm. And you're saying that maybe in the future we'll have more 
uh, of larger sets coming out. Um, so I'm going to hold out for some um, uh, light fast testing on that one too. <laughs> <I> think, John, <laughs> Hopefully that'll be sometime. I in think the, the thing is as well for me as an artist, if I'm concerned about light fast, and this is where I really do say to all the artists that I speak to, if I, I, ha I, I use three different types of pencils. If I'm concerned about light fast, if I'm creating something for a gallery piece, I think to myself, if I'm creating a legacy, I'm creating, I'm using light fast. There is no ifs, ands, or buts yeah. about it. And there's right, so right. much pigment in it, it stains the paper. You can't get it off. You go to erase something, that yeah. red is staying on that paper because there's so much pigment in it. If I'm doing something for, for sure. graphic based, or if I'm doing something for, for reproduction, I go for pro color. Because when I scan it, it mm -hmm. scans true to life, and I don't have to do any color manipulation at my repro bureau. He loves it when I take in pro color because there's no scanner glare, and I don't have to do any mm -hmm. color manipulation. He just absolutely loves it when I take pro color. He's so relieved. He's like, oh, thank you very much. Chroma flow, by the time there's, there's, the range is expanded, you, can't, can't, you kind of can't comment on the light fastness yet. Because by the time you've done one, the whole range is going to be expanded. So it's going to kind of null and void by the time. Uh, you, you're almost going to be gotcha. playing catch up on yourself all the time. So I'd be uh, more concerned with light fastness. I'd automatically go for the light fast range. I wouldn't consider that anything makes else. Sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, I love it that we have an entry level pencil for someone starting out and wanting to experience a professional grade uh, pencil, the performance of a professional grade pencil. And then they've got all these other options available. That That is so, so good. I love it. Well, thanks for explaining that so well, guys. I really appreciate it. John, before we before we get into um, our next topic, I did have a question actually for yep. Judith and Barbara. And this came up in a um, CPS meeting I was just in earlier. And I got asked the question why certain colors are so hard for light fast testing, such as red. And I, and they stumped me on that one mm. because, yeah. Sorry, one. I didn't quite catch that. You're a bit quiet there. So. Reds and purples. Reds and why purples. are they so hard uh, to uh, get a good light fast rating? Ah. Out of that, that particular Bob pencil color. Well, because uh, I think... It, and pinks. pinks. I got to yeah, throw pinks in there too. Pinks and purples <laughs> are the, actually the hardest usually yeah. and, and some blues. Um, and it's the chemical nature yeah. of the pigment. So some of the some of the chemical makeup of the pigment is prone to fading. And it's just um, it, to find a, a, mm. an actual pigment that doesn't fade is really difficult. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So there's there's things like thalocyanin pigments, which is a chemical based pigment that fades does fade quite easily. And, um, and then you, you you're looking at other ones like quinacridones, which are less prone to fading, but are much more expensive. So you know it's kind of and and it also um, it also depends on how much pigment you put in there. So the more pigment in there, the less prone it is to fading. A uh, problem is when you load a red or a pink full of pigment, the core is so hard that you can't write with it. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's, oh, it's, right, it's right. a real compromise between putting enough pigment in to make yeah. it life fast um, and not too much pigment that you can't write with it and it's too hard. That's so actually, if you notice, oh, when, yeah. you, sorry, when you sharpen no, no. your dough went red, your red light fast, you notice sometimes it breaks a lot in your sharpener. And that's because it's so loaded with pigment yeah, to get it, it light fast. It's starting to it just get to brittle. It becomes very brittle. So you it have to be very, very careful sharpening reds, especially light fast ah. reds, because they become so brittle trying to get them light fast. They have to put enough oil in just to keep it going. But it, it, it sometimes on that Derwent red, it's a little bit borderline. And you're like, you're sharpening that pencil, going, please don't break. And I get it. But that it was sharpened. And it's because to get it light fast, they have to pack it, it with pigment. It is a tricky balance to get right, actually. Uh, you oh, know, a very tricky know. balance between 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 performance mm -hmm. and light fastness, really. I, I was going to say the, as right. well, 
Okay, Barb, oh, yeah, go sorry. Ahead. I was going to yeah, say, sorry. red is actually, it's not even just for colored pencil. It's an issue across the board. Red is a color. Um, you know, for, for hair color, for example, it's, it's the color that. that fades the quickest. In a, from a print perspective, you know, you'll see, you'll see posters in the window that have been there for a long time in a store, and it's always the reds that fade first. And so it's kind of, it's that color, that color range is always something that is an issue across the board, not even just for artist materials. It's for every thing. Um, I mean, even with paint, you'll see that sometimes, um, you know, certain brands that price their colors differently, red typically tends to be one of the most expensive ones as well. So um, I think when when we when you're looking at light fastness with artist materials, especially you're always going to have that issue. I think it's just that whatever, I'm sure there's more scientific explanations in terms of the the wavelengths and the light and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something you'll see across the board with everything. So I think when we're trying to make better light fast products, when it comes to artist materials, it's always going to be a challenge in those, in that range of the hues. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think that's a good discussion though, because, and I'm glad we brought this up and talked about it for a moment because I think what happens often, um, we we get new people to the medium and new to art in general. And I think they come away from uh, a discussion like that a lot of times thinking wrongly that maybe it's just colored pencil that has mm-hmm. these problems. But that, that plagues every art medium. So yes. that's an important thing to keep in mind. Um, anything else before we start talking about light fast? I, did we talk about it? Feel, feels like we talked about light. Fast. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I thought that I, I really like the addition of this product to the line just because, you know, as, as has already been mentioned a couple times, this really allows somebody to really immerse themselves in the Derwent brand and maybe start as a hobbyist mm-hmm. and continue all the way into the professional line. And what's really great about Durant as well is that a lot of the colors are very similar. Like I know that they'll maybe appear a little bit different depending oh, on yeah. the, the pigmentation um, density and that sort of thing. But I think one of the advantages as a colored pencil artist, I think is if, you know, if you're starting on a brand and you really gravitate to a certain palette of colors and you really enjoy, Mm -hmm. Oh, I really love the reds in this brand, or I really love the yellows or whatever. It's great that you can start sort of in, in a, uh, you know, a student level with a, with a certain brand and be able to carry all the way through Mm -hmm. and not feel like you have to then replace your favorite colors with a different brand or try to match that. Cause I think artists get really, really attached to certain colors and they'll have favorites in their set. And so to be able to do that again from student level all the way to a professional set, I think is a great, great thing to have within a company's line of products. Are are these, uh, uh, great point, Barb. Are, are these available in uh, open stock? I, th- I think I forgot to ask that. Or are they just in sets so, right now? At this point in time, they are only available in sets. But just like the color okay. range, we're looking at um, moving that to open stock as well for replenishment. Okay. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. Now, should we move to maybe pro color next, I guess, and then color soft and then light fast? I do. By the time we get to light fast, we will have covered light fast. I think <laughs> I would do color softness <laughs> if about we haven't it. already. <laughs> uh, sorry, Molly, I spoke over you. What did you yeah, say? I would Start go with, with the do what soft. next? Color soft. All right, let's do it. Okay, so color range. Um, who wants to tackle that? Color range and availability. So I can. Color so range. it's available in. Okay. So Colorsoft is available in sets of 12, 24, 36, and 72. It also does come in open stock. And so that can be um, purchased at Blick. It can be purchased at um, most craft and hobby stores as well. I know a lot of artists that love the Colorsoft line. Uh, okay, so what about the performance of the Colorsoft line? And we have to have some kind of baseline comparison here, some kind of benchmark, right? So, Judith, uh, Barbara, you get, one of you guys want to talk about that? Ahead, Judith, Judith, maybe? Yeah, performance, yeah. <laughs> well, I, th- I always think Colorsoft has actually probably one of the broadest color spectrums, even though it's got the same kind of pencil numbers. Okay. I think it has a really broad color spectrum. It features more pinks and lilacs than the other ranges. Yeah. It's quite heavy on the pinks and lilacs. So it's really suitable. I think that's why a lot of uh, portrait, portrait artists, artists so it's really like good it, for undertones like of skin yeah. colors. 
Yeah. It's great for botanical yeah. artists. They really gravitate ah. towards color soft. It ticks their happy boxes. And I don't blame that. It does. Mm-hmm. It gives you those happy feelings, color soft. It also covers surface really quickly. So it's great for underpainting mm-hmm. because you can come back in over the top of it with the other ranges. Mm-hmm. See, all Derwent's ranges play happily together. And color soft is no exception. So I can cover a lot with color soft. For me, I'm not a pastel artist. I don't can't bear them. Mm-hmm. I can't bear the dust. But I mm-hmm. do like sanded paper. And like color soft mm-hmm. work quite nicely with it. I'm not averse to that. And that's the closest you're ever going to get me to pastels. I just can't mm-hmm. cope with them. <laughs> I'm just I think it's O C D in me. I just can't do it. Yeah. But I can cope no, with I'm this. the same way. Again. And it. I can get a really broad lay down with them. They're clean. They are quite smooth to use as well, but they do have this broad color spectrum, which I really do appreciate because they are good for portraits. They are good for botanical, but they're still good for landscapes. So they really are a multifunction pencil, but they're quite, they're still quite chalky. I find them a little chalky. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't do it for me, but I know it's not a bad thing, but they are the closest thing you will get to a pastel for me little uh yeah yeah so uh yeah they're the, the performance or the um the lay down is quite different though i, I did notice that so uh they're wax based right did you they're, say that you may yeah, have said they that are wax based. Yeah, yeah, okay yeah. so barbara do you want to talk about the light fastness um color soft is actually um yeah i mean obviously heavy lo- heavily loaded with pinks and lilacs as judith said so it's not you know the the light fastness isn't 100 percent but um it's it's yeah. it's a good light fast range color soft um and you know some of some of the um darker colors do have quite a lot of pigment in pigmentation is quite high um mm-hmm. obviously not as high as light fast um but b- because of the because of the type of the waxes that we've used in the blend, it lays down really smoothly and quickly. So you can cover the same paper surface really quickly with um, with color using color soft. Um, so you know, maybe a good strategy would be to use them as an underpainting and then go on top with light fast yeah, or something yeah, like that. That I might be that a good option really well. for yeah, yeah. anyone listening today. Yeah, it's a it's a good pencil though to incorporate in your uh, in your tools. Um, and your arsenal of weaponry with pencils. I know a lot of artists that love them. Okay, so do we need to talk about price? Why don't we skip the pricing? It's going to vary no matter you know what we're what we're talking about. It's it going to and, you know, and it's not going to be relevant Derwent's, to half the John. Audience. Just to clarify for Derwent, there are yeah. four promotional periods a year where we're allowed to oh, run okay. you know like sale pricing, if you will. Um, and so we do have a map policy with our products. So it means that you can't, retailers can't sell it below a certain minimum advertised price. And that's really just to protect a lot of, you know, our smaller fine art retailers, which we, you know, we value very, very much, um, as retail partners. So yeah, they can't, there's a certain minimized or minimum price that they, they can go. And that's up to 15, 50% of MSRP. So. Ah, okay. Very cool. Nice. I thought an okay. interesting quality about uh, color soft and light fast is there. I, I was looking on the Dura. Sorry, website. Barb. There's... I just ignored you totally. Didn't I? Sorry about that. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I just wanted to add, I, I just, in my research on the Derwent website, they have this lovely chart that compares all of the colored pencil lines. Oh, and yeah. one Barb of the, sent that to me. Yes, I did. <laughs> Someone did their homework and it was me. <laughs> This is why he keeps me around. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I just I noticed that, that that color soft and light faster considered the two like least erasable pencils in the line, which I thought uh. was interesting. Um, and I think when you're talking about permanence of your work, um, that's certainly an, an interesting quality that they both share. Like obviously the the light fat light light oh my goodness light fastness of both is uh, a little bit different, but. Um, I think when you're talking about using it as an underpainting, certainly like that would be uh, a great, uh, I think, technique to use. And then also going into Pro Color, it looks like Pro Color is actually highly erasable. 
um, according to the chart. And Judith, I'm actually interested in hearing a little bit more from you on on the idea of it being um, digitally reproduced well. And maybe Barbara can add from a technical perspective, what is it about the makeup of that specific pencil that differentiates it from the other ones in terms of that specific quality? Let me say this while you guys are taking some time to think about your answer to that question. Uh, this is a great chart. And I was I was taking a look at that. Uh, so, guys, if you're listening today and you're drawing or you're jogging or whatever, um, we'll have a link set up over there in the show notes uh, to grab that chart off the Derwent website. That that uh, I love that because it's got light fastness, blendability, erasable, uh, color intensity. It's got layering and point strength. And you've got a star rating system for each. So that's awesome. John, just one other quick thing I wanted to add before they answer too, since we're already talking about the website. Um, In June, the the U.S. side will be relaunching the website. It's probably not going to look very different um, for most consumers. But what that changes is we are now going to have the ability to ship directly to our U.S customers from one of our warehouses here in the US. So oh my currently, goodness. if you, yeah, it is big. So it's going to help on shipping costs and it's going to certainly help on shipping time. So yeah, for anyone that's exactly. ordered, you know, it's, um, you kind of have to spend a hundred dollars to get free shipping or something yeah. like that. And we'll have a little bit more nice. flexibility. So yeah. Love it. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That is exciting. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Me too. Okay, so... Even though I'm in Canada, so I'm probably still going to pay a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> well, we'll be addressing you too, Barb. Yes. <laughs> oh, there we go. little love that's for the amazing. Canadians. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> All of North America, yeah. Wonderful. Okay, Barbara, have you forgotten the question by now? Uh, I may question? have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to repeat it for us? No, I'm Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was about you were asking about Pro Color and the difference and why why it's reproducible and why it's different. Yeah, well, what yeah, makes for, it reproducible? Yeah, yeah. Totally for the digital reproductions. I just yeah. I, I it's not a quality that I see marketed um, for other colored pencil lines. So I'm really curious what it is about. It's only Pro Color. Yeah, and I I mean as again as a graphic designer, I think that's really interesting because I, I do illustration as well, obviously, and I think. That's yeah. that's really something that I think would be very attractive to people who are illustrators mm-hmm. and use colored pencil if they're working traditionally. And I think it's yeah, I just want to little know a little bit more about what it is about the product for, like that that gives it those qualities. It's unique to Pro Color that it does it, and um, only Pro Color has this unique blend of waxes. I don't know if Bob is willing to tell anybody. Yeah, what we are so you know you know you know what. Uh, happens on a podcast we like to dive into these little tiny details that probably a lot of audiences don't care about but we do yeah <laughs> and, and the listening hear. audience uh, likes hey, to hear about care all, about the, it, all that other nitty-gritty people care about it too yeah exactly <laughs> well my audience cares about that kind of thing there's so. a few unique things to pro color that no other pencil has and it makes it this little gem and they really are yeah. my little baby i There's a few things that you've got to remember with Pro Color. The first thing is to really get to grips with Pro Color, you have to immerse yourself for a couple of days and touch no other pencil. And you really have to do that because you use Pro Color and you think, I don't like them. Because that's what I did. I could not use them. And I thought, I really don't understand these pencils. What have they sent me? And I just could not understand them. And somebody said to me, don't use anything else for three days. You have to persevere. And on the second day, it clicked. I got ah, it. Okay. And it, I will give them really a shot then to, again. You really have to immerse yourself. In what paper, what paper uh, Judith, do you recommend? We... Strathmore Bristol. Okay. And I will try I them used. again because I was selling Barb. I got a, I've got a 72 set over here and I opened them up and I, I've got another set. I opened them up. I haven't even touched these pencils. None of them are even sharpened, you know, and, and I opened them up and like, why have I not used these pencils? I mean, I have too many pencils anyway, but that's a different uh, you know, podcast. But uh, OK, so I'm going to use Bristol Vellum and I will give them an immerse yourself. Okay. I, you, Sounds you'll good. hate them at first. They're this yeah. weird pencil and you will hate them. Well, I hate everything when I try it the first time, right? And we all do, I think. But if, yeah. you, if you work with something long enough, I think your point is well taken. 
that if you give it a, a chance and you have to spend some time with a product, to really immerse yourself into it to see if you actually like it or not. So that's actually, a good tip. I think that's a really important thing that Judith is saying about color mm -hmm. pencils across the board. So no, no matter what brand you're trying, even within mm -hmm. the Derwent line, Absolutely. I think, you know, people sometimes will try a certain brand and be like, oh, I hate it. It's, it's the worst. But it, I think it's exactly that. You need to give yourself a chance, especially if you're coming from a different brand or whatever. Yeah. You need to give yourself right. a chance to really understand and work with it because between pencil lines, between pencil brands, there can be a completely different feel. And I think if you're not giving yourself enough of a chance to really explore yeah. what that pencil can do, you're almost doing yourself a disservice because, again, what you're Absolutely. saying is that like when you when you truly understand what it's capable of, then it gives you an opportunity to really, you know, make it shine and do what it's meant to do. And, and, and I mean, these that was, are yeah, unique. These have such they have such unique kind of unique little selling points to them mm. and unique little mm -hmm. enigmas yeah. to any other pencil range mm -hmm. that they're even harder to get to grips with. Because it's not until you kind of think, ah, now I understand how you work, that you can learn to kind of almost link in with them so there's no wax bloom on them there's something unique about them that they there is no wax bloom so you can go layering and layering and layering and you just don't get a wax bloom it doesn't happen so i don't have to factor that in and i don't get any scanner glare so normally if i'm doing black backgrounds and i've gone really really heavy there is scanner glare and my my repo bureau hates lightfast i take lightfast and he goes oh judith really do I really have to scan that? <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm really sorry. Yeah, you do. Take Pro Color and he said, thank you. I'll be done in a minute. There's no scanner glare. There's just none whatsoever. It's so nice. easy to reproduce. Huh. There's no color matching. Straight away, it's just done. He loves repo. I feel like we need a drum roll right here for uh, Barbara. Um, if, <laughs> if, she's, if she's prepared and ready or some dramatic music or something. Um we're dying. We're, we are. Uh, we've got <laughs> bated breath, and we are on pins and/or needles. Go ahead, Barbara. Okay. Well, it's it is all about <laughs> it is all about the wax blend. So, um, the obviously, I mean, I can't tell you which waxes, obviously, um, but but we we we, we we're very tell. careful we about tell. the blend that we use in every pencil. So every pencil, <laughs> you won't tell anybody. Adam. <laughs> we won't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> we're telling um, everyone. Only the thousands that listen every week. <laughs> <laughs> so the the wax the wax does it all really. I mean pigment okay. pigment is as long as you use a, a good quality professional pigment, yeah. then you know that that is that is fine. But what makes the pencil do what it does is the wax blend or the okay. oil blend that you use within that to, because that's what transfers the pigment to the paper. Yeah. So that is the important thing for transferring the just pigment to paper. So well, the each, important each, thing, I guess, is that uh, there is an R and D team that worked hard on that, and yeah, they figured it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Was, so was the, um, the the Pro Color has has harder waxes, um, so it's not as soft a pencil okay. as some pencils are, which makes makes the point really easy to sharpen to an absolute needle point because it's it's quite a hard blend of waxes, but it actually still transfers color quite easily to the paper. And as Judith said, it it means that you can lay, put layer upon layer upon layer upon layer, um, and just keep going with layers without getting clogged up with wax. So you don't get that cloggy feeling that you get with some pencils, um, and it, it makes it quite a smooth smooth pencil without any wax bloom. Very was that the cool. intention when that product was created, or was that kind of just a happy accident that sort of went along with? I mean, no, it was, it, we, we intended, we wanted a pencil that had a really good point so that you could sharpen to a really right. fine point because with the softer ones, that's really difficult. Mm -hmm. So we, we wanted a pencil that, that would produce a really keen point. Right. Specifically um, to the reproduction quality, though. But, was no, it the reproduction that, quality yeah. was kind of a happy accident. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just wondering if it was something that was developed specifically geared towards graphic artists no, and yeah, illustrators but, or if it was kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, guess what? This also does this. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool, though. That's, yeah. kind of, that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. A bit oh, of a, so it I mean, that's accident. great. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other well, you, thing you is like it when that you, are, you are sanded paper 
absolutely loves Pro Color because it holds a point for longer and because there's uh, no pencil dust off it. Yeah. It loves UART sanded paper, especially the dark colors, because you don't get any of the pencil dust travel off it. So you can create fantastic, beautiful transitions of color with just no transient pencil dust of mm. Pro Color because it holds this point for longer and you hardly use any pencil. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Tell them that they oh. won't buy any. I, <laughs> I mean, Judith, you've sold me on this pencil. I yeah, she she sure has. <laughs> She's done the same thing to me, and I'm not going to try it with just Bristol Vellum. I'm going to try UART because I love UART also. Yeah. So I'm going to well do you. that. That's cool. All right. Um, I guess we are on to Lightfast now as our next pencil that we'll uh, discuss here, right? So, and. We kind of already talked about Lightfast as sort of a comparison uh, many times over as we discuss the rest of these uh, pencil lines. Is there anything else that we should know about the Lightfast line that uh, maybe we don't know? Or, I mean, I I talk about them all the time and uh, I recommend them all the time because they're one of my favorite pencils. So, I don't know. What do you think, Judith? Um. I think you cover most things. I mean, I listen to your podcasts all okay. the time. And I listen to them in the car, driving. I listen to everywhere. And you are a big fan of Lightfast. Yeah. I think people don't stretch them enough. I use Lightfast on canvas. I use them on paper. Mm. I think people don't play with them enough. Yeah. I think yeah. they are far too specific in photorealism, and they don't push them to their creative possibilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I do find is – Lightfast is a really creative pencil, mm -hmm. and they do push the boundaries with it. And you can take it. I've used them on metal panels, and as long as you put a layer of gesso down and you create yourself a key, you can use them on metal panels. You That's can interesting. Use them on wood. Yeah, that coverage is just—it's incredible. Like if you can't get Absolutely. any other pencil to work, you know, Lightfast is going to work. That, it Lightfast will lay down. Is, you know, yeah. It really is a painterly pencil, mm -hmm. and you can do oh, all yeah. sorts of it. You can make it look like watercolor. You can make it look like oil painting. Right. You can make it look like acrylic. I've yet to see its limitations. Mm -hmm. I think the limitation is in the artist's creativity mm. and mm -hmm. in the artist's imagination. That's where your limitation is. And I wish I saw more. And that's my only wish for Lightfast is I would like more boundary pushing with it. Ah, uh, yeah. A bit more creativity. Because I know what it can do. I mm -hmm. know people can use it with solvents. I know the surfaces it can right. go on. I just want it pushed a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I think that's something John yeah. and I have talked about before, too, is just the idea that colored pencil tends to get, you know, the type of artwork that's created with colored pencil tends to go in this little box. Mm -hmm. And people tend Definitely. to think that you can only really create certain types of styles of work with it or certain mm -hmm. finishes with it. And what I think is really great about companies coming out with these products that are able to be stretched beyond what they're yeah. kind of traditionally capable of is that it, it, it empowers artists to be able to explore and it empowers them to be able to do these different things with them. And, and to your point, I think it would be really great to see people experiment more and do some, you know, more creative applications using these products. And, and certainly if, if, if that's something this product is capable of doing, I would love to see people do it and explore. I mean, that's that's part of the joy of creating art is having this ability to to not be put in a box and to be able to take yeah. your medium and sort of be an innovator with it and do these different things. And I think it's wonderful to hear that and see that quality in this product. Not only is it light fast, but just having that ability to you can do something different with this than what everyone else is doing with that same medium. Do you want to talk about ink tents? It's not really a traditional colored pencil, but it's, there's not really anything like it in the market. So yeah, I, well, I, I love talking I, about I think, it. I think we need to talk about it because it's one of my favorite pencils. Yeah, it's mine. Uh, one of mine I feel like too. I say that about every, every Derwent pencil, don't I? But anyway, it really no is. No one believes you um, anymore. And I, I love that pencil because quite a while ago now, several years ago now, is I would start nearly every portrait with, that uh, Derwent Ink Tense Bark. I would start mm -hmm. with that pencil. And then I started adding even water with it and did that on sanded paper as well. And I, I love that mm -hmm. sort of underpainting. And it's so quick also. Yes. And Bark is just such a beautiful color. It's got that nice purple tint to it. Ah, oh, it's so good. 
But yeah, let's talk about Ink Tense. Uh, yeah, there's there is no other product like it, right? There is no no rival. And, and I love it because it comes in a couple different formats. So mm -hmm. we have it in pencils if you want a little bit more control. Um, it comes in a block format, which you know you can take the side of it and cover a large area very quickly, or you can take a lemon zester and create a nice fine powder and add some water and almost make your own paint, or you can splatter with it. Um, and then we also have paint pans, which again, mm -hmm. very much you know like our other paint pans, and love those too. So the very They're versatile so soft product and line. creamy mm -hmm. too. The, yeah. the pencil, using that pencil, there's just nothing that feels that good also. It's such a good pencil. Uh, some may not be aware of this, but uh, if you're interested in entering uh, or if you do enter the international exhibition with the CPSA, um, you know, a water-soluble pencil, and I, I think that um, Intense qualifies here, uh, is allowable. That's something that you can use uh, to enter in with your artwork, and that is acceptable. That's an acceptable medium to enter in that international exhibition. So it's an important thing to keep in mind as well. All right, Judith, uh, Barbara, you guys want to say anything about those pencils before we move on? Yeah, I always think Ink Tent is a family. As Molly said, it comes across different ranges, but the one thing that I always say to people is I ask, get asked the question, but I've got the pencils. You've just squashed them into a block and you just cut that block up and put them in a palette. No, not at all. And Barb will be able to explain why. They all feel completely different. Uh -huh. So the core of the pencil, it feels completely different to the blocks. The blocks feel gritty and they're made that way. So they grip to the pen, to the paper. It's almost like it's it's got a bit of pastel grip to it, and you can mark make, and you can be bold with it, and you can use that on, again on canvas and paper, and you can feel almost a grit to it. The pencils hold a point, and they are just so smooth to use, such smooth lay down, and they have this ink-like stain to them. But the palette is so smooth, it's like painting with honey. Mm -hmm. It's just like silk. It goes mm -hmm. on such. So, it is really delicate to use. So they all feel very different. They're all part of a family, but they feel very differently to use. It's not just one core squashed into different formats. They all have a different makeup. I have no idea what that makeup is. I'll let Barbara do that. I just <laughs> use them. <laughs> Barbara, you're up. <laughs> Okay, well, again, it's, you know, again, it's, it's the formulation is, is altered depending on what you want to do with the product. So, yeah, no. we couldn't just use exactly the same formulation for a pencil and a paint. You know, you've got to, you've got to formulate specifically for what you want that product to do. So, yeah, that's, that's, Makes sense. that's why um, they all feel different because they are slightly different and um, formulation wise. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about paper. So Derwent has come out with two brand new paper lines, and this is so exciting. You guys, you've never done that before, right, Molly? Is this the first time, right? We haven't, no. Okay, and, this is and, so cool. And Barbara and Judith will be able to tell you more about why we developed the paper, because okay. there are very specific reasons why. All right, so let's talk about this light fast paper, uh, meant to be used with the light fast pencils, right? So you paired the names together. We appreciate that. Uh, what is different about this paper when we compare it to other papers? The difference is that the paper itself is light fast, so that's one thing. Um, it's a very smooth paper, and it it takes lots of layers of pencil. So can, can I interrupt one second? Sorry, Barbara, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to be rude here and interrupt. What does it mean to say that the paper is light fast? As opposed to it being archival, what's the difference there? All right, okay. Well, I guess um, I guess it's similar. Um, okay. Archival is um, is used an awful lot um, in the sense that there's no. It's how the paper is made up, so there are no sort of optical brighteners or um, artificial chemicals in archival paper, which makes it um, last longer. Um, right. Um, so it's I, got that that alkaline acid balance, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. So, so it's got the but balance. But you're saying yeah, that yeah. You, you guys didn't use any 
acid in the production. No, even. so it's archival ah, okay. paper, but it also has been tested and it is light fast. So it won't okay, fade an additional at all. quality. So some, some archival papers, surprisingly, you might find that they do fade over time. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, can I just come in on that? I used to work for a paper company. I won't say which one it is, but I used to work <laughs> for a paper company. <laughs> and archive and Lightfast are, as Barbara says, very different things. So you can have an archival paper, but unfortunately, archival can have artificial brighteners, OBAs, mm -hmm. and in order to get to counteract that, they have to put buffering agents in. Mm -hmm. So all these are counteracting each other all the time. It doesn't mean it's therefore light fast. It doesn't mean it's not guaranteed to fade because you have all these chemicals in it to yeah. make sure it's archival. It's still going to fade. So just because it's on your wall does not mean it's not going to yellow over time because they're absolutely packing everything in it to make sure this paper is going to last forever. Right, right. And it can fade or worse, it can yellow because in order to get it bright white, it's like bleaching it. And if you look at what can happen when you bleach something, it can go yellow, it can mm -hmm. go pink, it can go all sorts of colors. Because to make something last a long time, you're putting a lot of chemicals in. Mm -hmm. So what we did when we were looking at the papers is we took all those chemicals away and we said we were going to go as natural as we possibly could. No artificial brighteners, no calcium carbonates, no buffering agents mm -hmm. whatsoever. Just cotton. Yeah. And so that matters a lot to uh, a color pencil artist because we're using semi-transparent layers of pencil on top of other layers of pencil. So you're going to see the influence of that paper shine through your work. So that's very important to keep in mind and to consider. Barbara, do you want to talk about or whoever the surface of that uh, paper? Weight is 300 GSM or 140 okay. pounds. Um, texture, I find it closest towards being a, a Bristol vellum, really, is the closest I get it to, or a heavyweight cartridge paper, kind ah, of that okay. kind of surface, yeah, right. but of a heavyweight, almost board-like texture. Um, it's, it's very similar to a hot-pressed watercolor paper. Mm -hmm. It's so kind of, it's smooth without being iron smooth. Mm -hmm. So I've still got enough tooth to grab those layers. That's and an important get, quality there. Yeah. I can get 20, 30 layers on this right. paper ah, with no good. bother whatsoever because it's got just enough tooth on it. Sizing, I can't remember because I just it's, choose my pad. I just, yeah. look at the, I just look at the pad and go, that's big enough. <laughs> so Molly will have to tell me. Well, so I literally just look at my pad and go, yeah, that's big enough today. <laughs> uh, Molly, you want to talk about size for a second? Sure. So for the sizing, it comes in three sizes. It's seven by 10, nine by 12, and 12 by 16. And so for Lightfast, it is going to be available on Blick.com. Um, okay. They don't have it in stock quite yet. But okay. as of now, it's available through our DerwentArt.com. Ah, all right. Very cool. The other thing to bear in mind with this Lightfast paper is you can use water with it. You don't need to stretch it. You can also use solvent with it. It takes solvent exceptionally well. I'm quite liberal with my solvent. You mm -hmm. know, I will throw that stuff on there. It <laughs> takes solvent. Okay. <laughs> I'm not precious. <laughs> yeah. It takes solvent exceptionally well. I don't uh, need to stretch it. Uh, that's of the good weight. to know. Yeah. And it takes solvent very, very well. And it doesn't go through the other side because it's so thick. Well, I love that. I mean, what you sold me when you compared it to a watercolor paper, then I think that's a. Uh, a good baseline comparison then for us to have in our minds. I love that. Um, and those three sizes, that sounds really, really great. So as small as seven on the low end mm -hmm. uh, of the one size and then as high as 16 on the high end. So let's talk about the ink tents paper and how does that, I guess a good benchmark would be to talk about it in relationship also with the light fast paper. How does it differ? Maybe Judith. <laughs> well, it's that differs. Okay, think of it as a cold press watercolor. Okay, that's the best way. To, it's still three hundred GSM, one hundred and forty pound. Right. So think of the texture as a cold press watercolor oh, okay. because that's how it feels. And I actually love painting on this paper, so I've actually started using it for my watercolor classes because I've mm. become quite addicted to it. 
mm-hmm. because it's actually the perfect partner for ink tents, and that's how it was designed. We took all the ink tents. We tried so many papers. This was the perfect partner. It brought yeah. out the very, very best of ink tents. So no it buckling made, or anything like that, no warping. No. More yeah. importantly, it made the colors sing. It brings uh, the magic out in them because it doesn't fade. It, it just does exactly Judith has the most colorful do. language. I'm going to have to have her do all my marketing <laughs> emails. I tell you what. I love she it. <laughs> She's so good at describing things. This is yeah, awesome. Yeah, she awesome. is, yeah. You have to do you some intros head, for me. John. John, you don't want to get in my head. You'd never get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible place to be. Oh, I love it. No, this is great. Okay, so. It does. It makes the colors absolutely sing. It does absolutely. It does thin washes. It does vibrant colors. Nice. But it doesn't yeah. fade. It fades back maybe one shade. And when you think what watercolor fades back as, watercolor is tricky. Because mm. it never ends up like you wanted it to. Yeah. This paper right. brings out the very, very best. So, Barbara, what about like any peculiar specifications with this paper um, when we compare that to, I mean, are we using acid in the production of this paper or not on this no, one no, either? No, no, no. Again, okay. this, is natu- this is as natural as we, as we can get. Oh, um, awesome. This is um, also light fast paper. Um, okay. And as Judith, I mean, Judith's kind of said it all really, it's perfect partner for ink tents. So we, you know, we 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 tried lots and lots of combinations of paper, and this this really works the best. Very I think cool. It tends. Um, okay. So, as far as size of um, the size paper Molly. that we can get that in, I mean, Molly, is that about the <laughs> same or is that the different? Same. The yep. same. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> awesome. All right. Have I left anything out about these two papers? Uh, no, the think? only thing I will say is Blick does currently have the Inktense paper. Oh, they so do? Okay. That Yeah, that you can okay. get. Good. Okay, and any word on it? Maybe you already said this. Uh, like how, what's the wait time on uh, like the light fast? Uh, it should be, it should be, be soon. It. Yeah, okay. it should be soon. I would say definitely within the next couple of months. Oh, okay. Guys, thanks for taking the time out of your day and coming on here. I really appreciate that. Do you want to cover graphitin at all? Uh, we can. Yeah. If you want to graphitin. add that in, John. That's fine. Yeah, graphitin. All right. Are you, those are a fun uh, pencil to use. Yeah, I was say, I've, I've are used you familiar those. with it? Okay. Yeah. I think graphitin's worth covering. I think it's okay. a really underrated little gem here. I think yeah. the palette and the pencils are a really underrated little gem. Yeah, and they're water really soluble. Uh, so they've got graphite oh. with some coloring Color. in them. So how how do we get to this mixture of uh, this graphite and color? Well, I mean, we we designed really we designed it because you know we um, we were famous for graphite really originally because graphite was discovered about three miles from where the factory was in this in the UK. That was where graphite right. was first discovered. So um, graphite was kind of our baby. So um, we we oft, we 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 did the biggest range of graphite pencils for a long time, um, and then we decided that it wouldn't it be good to have a bit of color in there. So we developed graphite tint, which is just a tinted range of graphite pencils. So. Uh, when they use dry, really subtle hints of color, but mm-hmm. when you add water, you kind of, as as Judith said, the color sings yeah. um, with the addition of water. Um, so it was kind of just an experiment to start with, but we we felt it was a really successful pencil, so we were very proud of that one. How long has that pencil line been around? Any idea, anybody? Graphitint, the pencil yeah. line's been around for maybe. 15 to 10 to 15 years, I would say, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I remembered when it was first introduced and getting yeah. excited about it back then. So I haven't thought about those for a while. Maybe I'll have to pull those back out. Judith, you want to talk about these pencils? Yeah. They're really underrated mm-hmm. little pack of pencils and they really pack a punch because you look at them and you think landscapes. When I first got my first set of graphitint, I really boobed because I actually got rid of them because Silly me, didn't even notice the water-soluble picture on the pencils. And I went, what are they? Oh, I can't use them. I got rid of them. And then Barbara went, you did use water, didn't you? And I went, no, (laughs) (laughs) I have to go and get some more. 
<laughs> I had to go get some more. And I went, wow, they are cool. <laughs> because I could use them for portraits. Because they've got these fantastic kind of claret colours and purples mm, and browns. And I yeah. went, mm-hmm. underpaintings of colours. I've oh, got yeah. my traditional portrait colours. The kind of all the Conte ranges right. that I hadn't seen for years on live drawing. Mm. I could suddenly have them back and even undertones of greens for skin. And I thought, I've got my portrait colours back. Mm-hmm. I wasn't interested in landscapes. I'd seen lots of people do landscapes with them. I, didn't, I wasn't interested in that. I wanted to see if you could do portraits with them. And I saw, as so I started looking, and they're just so underrated. But what is good is once, you, once they dry, you can erase the graphite section and leave the pigment on the paper. Ah, I did not know that. Yeah, so once you've dissolved them all out and you leave them to dry on the paper, yeah. you can erase back into them. And the pigment will have dyed the paper, but you can erase the graphite section wow, of Wow, that's really cool. And they're just so underrated. Now, they Plus, also come in like a block form, right, Molly? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but not so the we, full line, right, in the block form, or do they? So it comes in a set of 12 paint pans. Okay. So just like our Ink Tens. Our Ink Tens has two different color palettes, so it's a full set yeah. of 24. But right. with Graphitent, it's 12 colors. Okay. So. Very cool. Uh, that's the highest uh, numbered set is 12. Is that right? For the paint. Yeah, the yeah. pencils yeah. come up to 24. Right. Very cool. Okay. It also says that they're 100% light fast as well, as, which, mm-hmm. again. I didn't know thing. that. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. I thought they weren't <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I do not know why I thought that. Okay, go ahead. Judy. I think Just probably because, be, probably because oh. when we the first ones came out, when you yeah. remember way, way, way yeah. back, yeah. Um, we, used, we did use dyes in the first ones and they weren't light fast oh. and then we realized and we changed to pigment and oh my um, goodness that's a game changer so they, right there i had no yeah, idea so they okay. are now light yeah. fast yeah. you know whip those back out try them again okay good but just on the palette but just because you've got 12 colors doesn't uh, 12 in the palette doesn't mean you've got 12 colors so on that mm-hmm. palette i've maybe made 80 colors right you can just right. mix and mix and mix and you oh, can go sure. and go some of them granulate some of them don't granulate they are a really contemporary mix of colors. They go uh, from purples to blues to greens to golds. And you can make some really funky colors, but because there's no gamarabic in there, because there's no watercolor, they're not watercolors. That's the one thing to remember is they're not watercolors. Yeah. They don't go muddy. Mm-hmm. So they're so much easier to use. You can mix them and mix them and mix them, and they don't go dirty. They don't go muddy. So they're... Uh, easier for people to learn to experiment with mm-hmm. so you can just keep splashing in color and just they just watch them granulate and the graphite particles you can literally see them walking through the water and sparkling they're really quite funky <laughs> <laughs> just like, and then when, when they dry you're like that's quite cool actually <laughs> yeah oh very cool awesome all right okay gonna, oh. it go ahead barb sorry <laughs> always chime in right when you're gonna uh, I was going to say, one thing I really love about Durant as well is um, you brought up this set of 12. I haven't I haven't actually tried the Graphitant ones, but um, what I really like about the sets of 12 is I find that the color range that is included in the color in, in the sets of 12 are very um, atypical for what you'll see from other brands for a set of 12. Like typically there's a black and a white and and. and and normally I actually find the white pencil really irrelevant in most sets and other brands. And so what I really like about Derwent is I think it's in particular the 12 set of the light fast, the, the, the range of colors that was included in that I thought was so interesting. And mm-hmm. again, I think that's one of those little uh, detail things that Derwent does that's different from other companies where they're giving you kind of a different exploration of colors, still in the similar range that you would expect from a set of 12, but it's almost giving you an opportunity to explore it a little bit differently than you would with other brands, which I think is really great. And it's, it's a really great attribute of the company that I've noticed in their smaller sets. I agree. Very, very cool. All right. Anything else, guys? Uh, anybody, anybody at all? You think of anything that um, you feel like we should discuss quickly before we uh, wrap this up? I, I think as a, I think it's one thing I want to say. Picking up on what Bob said is one of the reasons why I fell in love with Derwent is 
they value their artists and that's how they pick their pencil ranges and that's how especially with light fast what they did they consult their artists they go backwards and forwards and that's how mm-hmm. i got involved with them and it's artists that pick the pencils a lot of the time mm-hmm. and it's artists that these pencils go backwards and forwards to and we say mm, it's not quite working or it's mm-hmm. not quite right and I don't think people really understand just how much the artist at the grassroots mm. is involved mm-hmm. in the development of the products and even the choice of colors. And they really do involve them at every stage just to make sure that for the end user, yeah. it really is an enjoyable experience. It's not just people sitting in an office going, I think we'll do this next. I think we'll do that next. You know, that's what we want to sell. It's really not. It is for the artist, by the artist, at every single level. That's so well, important. When you get that, yeah. yeah. And when you get that in the right priority, you get that uh, ordered mm-hmm. correctly, then it will sell more because you're catering to your yeah. market, right? So I love that. That's all. I love it that Derwent pushes the envelope and that we get so many different and new innovative products from Derwent. I love that. Yeah, I think that's great because I think at the end of the day, if the artists at the end, you know, try it and they don't like it or it's not working, it's going to show yeah. or it's mm-hmm. going to get around. And especially now right, right. with social media yeah. and everything, you know, it doesn't Absolutely. take long for for people to be like, this is terrible. We're not <laughs> using this. And, and, mm-hmm. But but it really, it, truly, I think it makes such a difference when you're involving artists in the process. And, and that's one thing about Doran yeah. that I feel like I've always really noticed and I feel like is very apparent is that there seems to be this symbiotic relationship happening mm-hmm. where it's very much, you know, we are consulting artists, we are talking to them and getting their very feedback much. and and it's great to hear it firsthand from some, from someone like, you know, yourself and Barbara, who have been involved for such a long time with the company and, and are really just there innovating and thinking about, you know, what are artists going to want? And it, it's more a company developing things for an artist as opposed to saying, well, we're going to tell you what you want instead of doing, you know, what, what, what is offering a better product to, to an artist. And and you guys, yeah. you're listening to more than one artist too, and I think that's an important uh, trait as well. I love that mm-hmm. there is uh, there's a lot of input, so love that. I know there's a conscious effort uh, that is made in that regard. Uh, just talking with Molly about that, so love that. All right, guys, thank you so much. I really appreciate everyone's time uh, very much, and. Uh, a double thank you to Judith and Barbara for hanging out for an hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um, guys, if you missed any of this, we take all the notes for you. Go over to sharpenedartist.com slash podcast, and we'll have the show notes right there for you. Any clickable links that uh, may be of interest that we talked about, that chart that I mentioned earlier, um, and uh, anything else. And If you enjoy the show, um, consider writing a review uh, and leaving a rating. And I only accept five-star, five-star rating. If you have any complaints, you can always email me, podcast at sharpenedartist.com. I'm being funny. That's tongue-in-cheek right there. But anyway, seriously, um, guys, thank you so much to each of you. Appreciate you coming on here and taking the time out of your day to be on the show. All right. Everyone's asleep now. (laughs) Everyone's like, okay, John, we're done. (laughs) All right. This is a weekly show. It comes out every Monday at 3 a.m. I will talk to you again next week. And until then, take care and stay sharp. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. 